Hello and welcome to your Ultimate You, the podcast. And I am your host, Jessica Barrett. In today's episode, I have a lovely lady with me sharing her story to demonstrate the realities of what we as women face. We are all unique and spend far too much time worrying about everyone else that we often forget to check in with ourselves. I truly believe I will be able to empower all of you beautiful women who are listening simply by inspiring you and educating through the power of real women sharing their stories, vulnerabilities, passions and drives. Without further ado, hello, Sean. Hi, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really good today. Yeah. Good. Excited to be here. And it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. So great to be here with you today, Sean. Now this incredible woman has created a life that she's worked and working very hard for, a true inspiration if you ask me. Welcome Sean, I'm so grateful to be here with you today to chat to you about you. So my lovely, let's give the listeners a picture of who you are. Would you please tell us more about your background? Yeah, um, well I'll start with my business profile first um, because that's the up-to-date now bit. So I'm a CEO of the sustainable success coach and I'm also uh, CEO of a sustainable um, center of sustainable action and basically what my mission is and what I do I'm also a public speaker and published author and I'm I'm on a mission to help busy business mums to transform their life and business into us in the line of sustainability where it's people and then planet and then profits. So I'm, I'm all about health and well-being and sustainability, basically. So that's who I am right now. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sean. What is it that you faced or caused you to struggle in your life up until the point you made the conscious decision to make the change or changes? Wow, no, that's the big question, isn't it? <laughs> it's like... This is where you go way back. Um, so I'm going to put it as succinct as I can. Um, when I was a young girl at 15, I found myself homeless. I, I actually was raped first by, um, I'd lied to my parents about going to a party and then got raped at the party. And so, so I was trying to come home and pretend that, you know, everything was fine. But my mum knew immediately that something had happened. And this turned my life upside down. My um, stepfather threw me on the street. So then I became like raped and then homeless. And um, from the age of 15 to the age of 22, I was homeless on the streets of Scotland. And that was so traumatic. And if, if, you'd, if you'd said to me back then that where I would be now in my life, I wouldn't have even been able to fathom it. So I fought through homelessness and I ended up after seven years homeless, bedridden with malnourishment and mental health issues, really bad PTSD, but I didn't even know that. And then I just, um, I just started kind of trying to find my way. It was one friend who gave me a bed in the corner of his kitchen. And he said, um, he actually found me in a, in a squat, in a punk squat. And I was being sick blood like 10 times a day and diarrhea blood, like, sorry for the graphics, but I was literally falling apart um, internally and I was waiting to die. And this face just came out the crowd. 
and it was um, an old friend. It was the old school headmistress's son who I'd once, when I'd homeless, they brought me in for Christmas one year and it gave me a handmade stocking. And he was so surprised to see me lying in that condition in that place. And, and he went home. I, I thought I'd never see him again, but he came back. And he said, I've asked my friends and they've said it's okay if you come and stay at our flat for a bit. So I ended up in this kitchen corner um, in between the fridge and the bathroom wall watching these people live. And I thought, okay, I'm not dead yet. Uh, I really thought I was going to be dead then. And I wasn't. And so I said, okay, so if I'm not dead, then how do I live? You know, how do I do that? Because I didn't know. All I'd ever seen was street hustle, street life, and, and um, really brutal, brutal life. And um, so that's what I decided to do. I decided to find out how to live. And I just watched them and learned little bits. I learned things like I learned how to make my own clothes. Out of I, I would get stuff out of a charity shop and I'd get size 22 and I'd cut it down and make myself clothes so that I started to look a bit more decent. And it took me, it's, it's still taken me a lifetime to recover physically from the damage that my body uh, sustained and my mind. I didn't know I had PTSD till many, many years later when I was running a successful business. Um, and, and then it was diagnosed. So I call myself high functioning PTSD because I literally won multiple awards, published a book and raised a business as a single mother while triggered, you know, but that energy was like the fight energy. It was like hustle. Like, I'm not going to die in this. You're not going to catch me like death will not catch me, you know? And since then, I've learned how to let go of that energy with all the healing I've done and move into an energy. And, and that was a trick, too, when you're in a position where everything's good. You know, that fight's gone. That flame to keep going is gone. You're, you're, you're in a good place. You've got shelter, you've got food, you've got love, you've got beautiful family. Like suddenly then I had to find out where's my drive now? where's the fight so i would say if there was one event that changed it was that that guy his name's colin um years later when i wrote my book he connected with me and said i've got your book so i lived in aberdeen and i flew down to london where he lives to sign it and to thank him for saving my life basically wow so yeah wow that is so so powerful so inspiring thank you so much for sharing extreme challenges but to see the woman that sits before me is incredible um you are an absolute inspiration my lovely which kind of leads into that next aspect i don't know whether you feel you've answered this next question it's about what led you to the event in your life that you realized you needed to make that change or shift a paradigm within yourself well the the moment that i realized i hadn't dead i wasn't dead you know but then there was another moment after that when I was on the healing journey and I'd got out my sick bed. I'd been, I'd been so sick at 22, I was collapsing in the street and I was in my bed for two years, unable to walk without collapsing. And so I recovered that I had to fight disability living allowance and fight for two years to get any money to live on. And when I got all the backdated money, I went to Portugal and this is a picture and it's the first picture that I have that actually gels it for me that this really happened. 
and I just stood in the ocean and my I was six stone I had my my bones were sticking out and and I just looked out of the ocean and I thought if you can get here you can get anywhere mm. where do you want to go Sean what do you want to do and so I can reveal the answer was I want to live in the Caribbean with money rolling in my bank, sipping pina coladas next to an <laughs> infinity pool. That's what I want. <laughs> yes. Sound good? <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I'll join you on that. <laughs> yeah, so the inspiration thing, though, like I, I'd love to share this with your audience is just, you know, the inspiration can come from so many places. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's not been one big thing. It's been like one time somebody offered me a chamomile tea and told me that it was wrong. It was wrong that I was being sick blood 10 times a day. Nobody had told me that before. I was just used to suffering pain. I was just used to it. I just used to wipe my face and get on with it. And that chamomile tea, that ignited my soul light, right? So that person who gave me that chamomile tea, I've never seen them again, but they were an inspiration to me. And, you know, there was a woman, Trisha, who was, she died of AIDS. She was like my mother on the streets. You know, she used to teach me stuff. She did imprint, imprint some stuff I had to un-imprint because of her hustle hard life. But she inspired me because she was one of the first people to be diagnosed with AIDS. And she survived 22 years with it, you know. And, and so these are like people you see in everyday life you know, so you never know when you're walking around life who you're inspiring. And that's why mm -hmm. it's always best to just be you because you're here for a reason mm -hmm. and the gift that you have and who you interact with. You may never know that that brush with that person, like that person who gave me a cup of tea, chamomile tea, he'll never know the impact that that's had on me. Mm -hmm. And thus the people that I've supported, the impact that that's had on them. So I would say my inspirations are just, everybody who's just you know wouldn't like human beings are lovely I, I think predominantly they're lovely you know so my inspiration is people who are in this world really that's quite a lot <laughs> that's amazing and it's really poignant what you've picked out how many of us go about our days in the rat race we're just functioning in the now but with our mindset 10 minutes ahead and the overwhelm and stress that that causes when actually if you rein it back in and you're you're functioning within that moment in those seconds and then yes because women were very good at organizing ourselves let's look at the next one two minutes ahead of what you're going to be doing next you don't need to be 10 minutes ahead in your life it's that aspect it's also the aspect of you're walking down the street and that simple smile you might just offer somebody could be completely make them up for that day you have no mm -hmm. idea what's going on behind closed doors we have no idea what's going on in people's lives and a smile, a simple gesture of kindness. And I love that phrase. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. Mm -hmm. Doesn't cost a penny. Doesn't cost yeah. a penny. And the beauty is we all have it within us to be kind. It's a choice. And another beauty aspect, freedom of choice. I love the fact that you've put, you've pulled out the, the most simplest forms of whether it's gratitude, where there's simple beauty within everyday normality, we need to be reminded of these things because it's within the normality. And once we realize and embrace living in normality, that we experience and appreciate the extraordinary. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. That's incredible insight. Yeah. 
My lovely, what is your greatest aha moment or inspiration? Or you may have many, but wish to just share one or two. I'm going to share a funny one because I've been sharing in some heavy, deep insights. But this one was quite funny. I, I went and um, I'm an international speaker, right? And so I went and I spoke in, in Amsterdam about the effect of toxic chemicals in packaging on human health and especially the unborn child in the mother. And I was stood there in front of um, big heads of companies like uh, Swatsky, Coca-Cola, Danone. And I was five months pregnant delivering that talk. And for me, that was poignant because I never said I'm here five months because I was just, you could see I was pregnant. <laughs> and I was talking about the harm they were doing to the unborn child. And I was standing with an unborn child, you know, and mm. uh, I think that was that was very poignant moment. Very, very powerful indeed. What have you created for yourself? For myself, oh, I've created a beautiful life, an absolutely beautiful life. And it, yeah, it's not perfect because we're all imperfect beings, right? But I love it. Like I have love, I have deep love and, and never do I have to sacrifice myself for that. I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. And, and I'm comfortable within that love. I have beautiful children who are an asset to me. I'm, I'm well, I have a life where I've created a lifestyle and a business where I can nurture myself. My whole business is built on sustainable health and well-being. Now I do believe as human beings, if we nurture ourselves, love ourselves, that love you were talking about earlier, that compassion, You've got to give it to yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Like you really have to, and you have to nurture yourself from the inside out and just spread it, right? And I believe if us as humans were able to nurture ourselves with love and heal the wounds inside out, then we would not treat our planet the way we do mm -hmm. because we, we, would, we reflect what's going on inside. And when it's chaotic and full of like bad foods and chemical compounds and you know all the stuff that's going on and horrible thoughts like negative thoughts and chastising thoughts it's dirty it's mm. polluted inside you and our planet is polluted and it's a symbiotic relationship while we damage and hurt ourselves, and we damage and hurt our planet we're heading down the wrong path but if we can learn to humanize sustainability in business and like be build businesses that care for us mm. teach your business no i won't work like that i'll work in the flow of my inspiration but when i need to relax i'm going to do that because generally you get really good ideas as well when you leave space for people mm -hmm. absolutely so, yeah that's... absolutely and what's really again another powerful point you talk about that sustainability, sustainable self-care, and I'm not talking about painting your nails or having a hot bath. It's important, but it's instant surface level, surface level gratification. It doesn't nurture your soul. It doesn't fuel you. It doesn't ignite you. It doesn't align you with your most authentic self. It's when we do that inner work, that inner healing, the work to know who we truly are and honor our values, 
it's that ripple effect outwardly. So it starts impacting on how we see ourselves fitting in the world, how we interact with other people, then it gets bigger. It's that ripple effect outwardly. If it starts with us, then it starts with the people next to us and then our bigger network, wider network, it grows. And of course, it's going to impact on the world because you're going to make more informed, sensible, sustainable and positive choices to think, yes, I'm living in here and now, but I also, if you're a parent, I want my children to grow up in a cleaner and safer and more beautiful world. So you're going to make those decisions to help influence their right to live in a beautiful, healthy, clean, sustainable world. And it all yeah. comes from the individual. As an individual, I mean, then the collective, then the then then the whole effect will take take an impact. And it's step by step because I know a lot yeah. of people are overwhelmed and mm. I know a lot of people are being consumer bashed about, you know, some people are they're trying their hardest, right? Yeah. But some companies need a little bit of a whipping and a whipping. Yes. Right? So it it's not to say like, oh, you should go and live in a convent in a hessian bag like you know i'm not no <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying like you should like, we've got to drop the self-chastising see where we are right now observe our arrive here and now mm. and then say okay so what could i change step by step you know and then just start walking forward and um as well like the people like you said in the network around you like your family you can't force anyone to do anything mm -hmm. you only have power over yourself and over your own way of dealing things and sometimes we try and project our stuff onto other people as a way of not dealing with it ourselves so be observant of that like are mm -hmm. you pushing out the stuff that you know you want to do for yourself and just um and that's what you were saying earlier it's like take a bit of time mm. for yourself yeah. to know yourself and that is really a valuable asset oh 100 of course it is absolutely and as you're saying it's about living well it's about living your best life your ultimate self in whatever capacity that is for the individual so not going off to a convent. You don't need to move to the forest and live in a beautiful tree hut. You don't need to be extreme. If that's what you choose to do, then beautiful, do it. That's your path, that's your journey. Do what you can in your life without the overwhelm um, that you have control of. Don't overwhelm yourself by thinking you need to be ticking X, Y, and Z boxes when actually you could just quite happily crack on with A, B, and C. And it's you that's doing just enough to make that positive overall change that we all need. Yeah, I mean, I have like, you, you can see my, my Zoom here on Zoom. I have a, a booklet that's five steps. It's like five easy steps to get you started, you know, and, and literally it's five things. And, and that, that gets you started, you know, so it's not, it's very overwhelming because it's a big problem. Yes. But the only way we're going to get it is to get out from under the overwhelm and move forward. And it starts with you personally. Mm -hmm. And it's very helpful having beautiful individuals who can influence and help educate others to be able to think, hang on a minute, let's take it right back to the basics. It's not rocket science. There are five simple steps to which you are able to influence and implement into your everyday life that won't cause overwhelm. So, yes, very, very poignant point. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I like fun. 
I like fun fast yes. and I like sexy too. I like to look good. So it's like, <laughs> like I always say that we don't have to sit around fires with uh, like a woolly jumper on and sing Kumbaya to, you know, <laughs> change the way things are going. There's, there's a lot, lot of style and tech, like there's so much mm. cool stuff going on in this world. Exactly, exactly. What do you feel is one of your greatest lessons from life to date? always keep my humility like I really have seen the depths of of what a person can be and cope with you know and and the greatest lesson I've learned is just you just gotta be kind you never know where your next day is gonna take you so don't get don't get nasty to people like you said earlier that kindness costs nothing but it's not that it costs nothing. It gives so much back to mm. you. You know, what you put out, you receive. Mm. And so I, I've always tried, and I've probably failed a lot of times, but I've always tried just to be compassionate. I remember I used to run a pole dancing studio and a woman came in and I knew she couldn't afford my classes, right? Because she looked like a street mover. And obviously I've been on the street seven years, so I know what that looks like and she was just like she was just dipping her toe into a future that maybe possibly could be hers right which I have done and seen and I'm in my future now right and she was so excited because she had a flushed toilet and this was in the UK fifth largest economy in the world and she had a flushed toilet and she had taps that turned on clean water and a bed and she was so excited you know so I just showed her around the studio and I just fed that dream in her that, you know, maybe not today, but keep going, you know, because you've got a flush toilet now, right? Mm. So the world's the limit. <laughs> so, That's it. Yeah, yeah, humble. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also, again, that, that beautiful reminder of gratitude, uh, the, the simple things in the everyday, being grateful for that, for what you have, what you put out, you attract back. Thank you. What is incredible here is Shan's true story of her origins, her struggles, because let's face it, we all have them. And most importantly, how Shan took her power back when she discovered herself in terms of self-worth, personal awareness to make the decisions she needed to make, the changes she needed in her life. And lastly, Shan, where do you see your journey taking you? Um, to the Caribbean, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes and you know the funny thing is I married a Caribbean man amazing yeah and um we we're gonna go and we're gonna at some point stay in the Caribbean and that's where I'm gonna be living so you never know how your dream's gonna come in but what life does is it sends you on a windy path and it teaches you all the tools I see it as a computer game you know you're picking up your little your little gold nugget here your little food baggage there and then your little lessons over here, your network over here, and you just enjoy it and, and pick them bits up and enjoy the lessons, even if some of them are a bit hard, mm. you know, because I can see that dream. And I'm also, my husband and I have built the Centre for Sustainable Action. And that is actually a dream that was placed in my heart in 1991. Wow. And it was placed in his heart in 2012 before we even met. And when we met in 2015, I had a drawing of the center because I'm the visual one. And he had a business plan for the center. And now we've built the center, you know? So 
that used to be a big dream of mine, like to have this centre that helps SMEs and entrepreneurs. And then now we've got that. And the next dream was living in the Caribbean. So, you know, you just keep just keep going for gold. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it? They reach for the stars or the moon and, and that's, you'll it. Get, that's it. Reach for the moon and you'll get the stars. Yeah, you absolutely. So because you're worth it. Through. Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Do it imperfect, imperfect you know, just, yeah. you know. Do it your way, which is imperfect because there's no such thing as perfect. Whoever made that word up needs checking because there is no such thing. And if there was such a thing, how dull would that be? It'd be so boring because we... My daughter's perfect though. Well, of course we all have a sense of... Yeah, and my son. (laughs) Yes, of course. Uh, I think I'm biased though. (laughs) But that's what a mother should be if she wishes to be. Absolutely. So I could see my children as perfect, but Mm. in a beautiful, positive way, I'd rather not because then there's no room for them to ever grow and develop and become more incredible than they already are. So that's, again, very, very individual perspectives and opinions. Mm. And that's what brings us together to share our insights and opinions and grow and have these wonderful conversations. I love it. Thank you. I would like to leave the listeners with one final thought. Sean, I'm going to ask you three quick questions. The first one, what does empowering women mean to you? It means a woman has to empower herself by creating a space. And then once she creates that space that honors her, and, and I started in the back of a cupboard in a space just big enough to sit down and my power grew when I nurtured it. So nurture your power, ladies. It's yours and we're powerful beings. Women, oh, we're amazing. (laughs) We certainly are. We certainly are. Mm. What three words would you describe yourself as? Well, I'm going to say sexy, smart. Um, hmm, I'm going to have to think on the other one now. Yeah, I'm flexible. Love it. In many areas. Yeah. Great words. And what makes Sean, what makes you happy? Mm, living the life I am, like being an entrepreneur and, and refusing to live any other life that has been preordained in some sort of societal framework. And, you know, just knowing, you know, when I finally hit in that grave, I'd done it my way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've done it my way I love that I love it I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you Sean for your time today you have been outstanding thank you yeah you're welcome thanks I I was looking forward to coming and chatting with you yes yes thank you and of course thank you to all of my sensational listeners I look forward to having another incredible woman sharing her story with you in the next episode